everybody. Welcome to How in the Know. Welcome. It's a podcast about sex work for sex workers by sex workers. Can you believe it? <laughs> yes. It's, it's incredible. We have voices and you can hear them. Here um, we are. Contrary to popular belief or our representation in media, <laughs> we got voices. Um, We're here. I'm Selena the Stripper. Yeah. I'm Clover. Contemplative I'm Clover. Contem- <laughs> contemplative, quite. Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm Bo. Yes, yeah. Bo. So we're here I'm new on the podcast. New on the podcast today. just today. Um, welcome, welcome, Bo. So happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here, too. Thank yeah. you for the invite. <laughs> um, so Bo and I know each other from a couple years back. It was my first time ever dancing. I don't know if it was your first time, was it? Um, I had been dancing for one year when oh, I wow. met you, I think. Yeah. Wow, full, you were like, <laughs> like almost veteran status. <laughs> You're right. I thought I knew like a lot more than you. You were like, you know, <laughs> true baby stripper when I met oh, you. Oh, yeah. I was, <laughs> no, this is uh, very much the truth. I only worked like two months in the span of us knowing each other. And... Um, and yeah, I was very green. What was that like? What What is Selena like <laughs> as a baby stripper? <laughs> I remember two things. I remember you doing like yoga back bends. Yes. <laughs> Just like all over. You were like kind of... Um, uh, doing like you know um, basic pull tricks like you know you yeah. knew how to work the stage but you still had those like awkward transition moments oh yes <laughs> just like classic baby stripper yes the <laughs> aw- it's really all about those awkward stage transitions <laughs> and like doing way too much like I know as a baby stripper I was doing the most I was like okay I do yoga can I just do yoga in six inch heels <laughs> and people were like hell yes you can yes. I was like doing like arm balances and stuff on stage what (laughs) yes yes and I just remember the stage was like all mirror and it was like really long and it just like you controlled the whole stage it was so beautiful I was like mesmerized when I met you just yes (laughs) as a baby you were mesmerizing what the hell dude I I went fucking ham and uh (laughs) and I would like I would like climb the pole like all the way to the top and, and just so I could like flag down the customers who were on the second floor and I'd like literally Uh, wave at them and be like come on throw some money at me (laughs) Uh, second floor is this at Deja no this was at the Ritz in Baltimore oh Um, oh yeah it was it was such a it's really kind of a cute club and it's sad that it's really poorly managed agreed like everybody was just just fucking high out of their minds trying to like run this club what are Baltimore clubs like are they like do you have to wear different things than in LA yeah, you do. Well, so it's, it's like a lot freer. Yeah, there's like a there is less regulation. It's kind of like the Wild West. <laughs> right. Strip it's clubs. New out clubs there. and there's alcohol. Yeah, nude. So that's plus, one thing. Plus alcohol. Um, although like there's a lot more overt racism there. I found, oh. which is so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like because it is a predominantly black city. It's like. 60% black or something like that mm. in Baltimore but like the ratio of like white strippers to black strippers was just completely disproportionate what and the there was just like all kinds of moments where it's like <laughs> I remember I was like sitting with a group of uh, black strippers and we were um, and one of them was like hey we better scatter before they think we're forming a gang <laughs> <laughs> god honestly yeah and I like literally watched this one girl and she was so cute like she was like kind of plump she had like really nice big titties like a nice big ass it was like like a shelf booty like it was pretty hot and she wore this like really like retro nightgown type thing like very like Marilyn oh, Monroe type vibes 
I think I totally know who you're talking about. She was like a blonde little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yep. was. She was totally hot. But I watched her get fired because I she was, was there too that fat. night. I was literally there that and night. And I was like, "What Dude. the fuck? This woman is making money." Yeah, like, she was beautiful. She was so hot. I was like, "Oh my god, you have right. no sense of taste." But they were just like, they were on a tire. They were on a rampage that night, just like getting rid of people. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, what's the fun. point of hiring dance? I mean, firing dance. <laughs> I know it's, exactly. It's like you don't have to pay. The, uh, they're paying you to to work at night. Yeah. Like, exactly. is paid to work at exactly. night. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is it like a power trip thing though? No, I like for real. Well, right. I mean, it's really just they're like they think like, oh, well, if we have too many of a girls of you know whatever. Oh, then it'll types, make it, our club look less high. It'll quality. look less high end, and um, our, the will scare away and also the rich old white men. It's also a way to just scare dancers. That's yeah. just like right. If we're gonna fire, you know, a dancer for being you know too heavy, yeah. right? That's gonna scare the other dancers. You and know, and exactly. feeling like they can't, you know, gain like, weight. Exactly, like, like they can't gain weight. weight or, like, they don't have power to, like, you know, protest against rules or to speak up whenever something happens. So it's just, like, mm-hmm. another form of repression. <laughs> uh, oppression. <laughs> Not repression. But, yeah. Um, it, it was just, like, fucked. And it, the crazy thing was the girl made money. Like, she wa- it wasn't for lack of her being productive and making money. It was just because she was fat and she was there on the wrong day and the wrong boss came in God. and was just like, bye, you're gone. That's what I'm so scared of is I'll be there on the wrong day because <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I'm already kind of wrong. No, <laughs> I, well, I think it's different here too. Like Baltimore clubs, it was much more like, I don't know, you're going to get fired for no reason. But, um, but here, I mean, at least at the club where we work, it's just such a like family environment that like kind of mm-hmm. once you're in, you're in. Yeah. And uh, like I've watched girls go through full, like just drug spirals and stuff and still be like accepted back mm-hmm. into the fold whenever they get their fucking life together oh, or if okay. they're able to get to rehab and they've thrown fits they have fought managers and bouncers and they still manage to retain their jobs wow so. I've been thinking of it as like way more of a tight ship I've been terrified <laughs> I think like every shift like well I get it I feel like we have a similar like fear of authority figures because we've just had really bad experiences with authority yeah, yeah. I think some people have like a comfort with authority but when you've been like constantly you know kind of <laughs> put in line for literally no reason like, yeah mm-hmm just like you know your existence is a problem it's like hard to know where the line is or what people are looking for and not just approach authority figures with suspicion yeah mm-hmm. and managers at strip clubs like they oh so vary you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. the, just the majority are just awful oh like, yeah in, <laughs> in my experience they're fucking shit bags <laughs> most of the time mm-hmm. like there are some good ones i have some mm-hmm. managers right now that i like Mm-hmm. But that's they, that's the important. That's honestly so important. Few and far between. Most of the time, they're just incompetent. They show up late. They're late to give you your money. They don't give you the right total. They're hitting on you constantly. They're asking for more tips or threatening your job whenever mm-hmm. you don't tip out. Right. The first club I worked at, um, uh, he really wouldn't give us our money um, unless we like hugged him and he could like basically grope us. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And I, it, that was my first club, so I thought that was the You're that like, was the normal. Yeah. I was just like, this is exactly what you know. I have to do. (laughs) That's fucking crazy. And and it's just like those kinds of things are just so like throughout the industry. And and there like there are definitely standards and there are definitely protocol, like rules of protocol. 
that are just totally not respected and just constantly, you know, the line is blurred. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, Bo and I met several years ago. <laughs> I was a baby stripper. You were... <laughs> I was, like, a tween stripper. You like, were a tween. <laughs> I still, like, didn't really know how to dance on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was this two years in for you? Mm-hmm. So, tween yeah. is two years? Are you... Um, yeah, well... <sighs> Yeah, I can't remember that. Was that 2016 or 2017? Was it 2016 or 2015? In Baltimore? Question. You were in Baltimore. Yeah, I was in Baltimore. Uh, I think it was 2015 or something. 2015, yeah. Okay, that makes was sense. Was it four years? Wow, yeah. 2015. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fucking long time ago. Uh, Bo had shave their head. Oh, yeah. I was feeling all types of ways about it. So I started... Yeah. How did you feel about it? And how did... What was... Okay. Tell me about this moment. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. So um, I had started dancing. Actually, I was going to actually say how I started dancing. Yeah, please tell me. Please. Yeah, I need to... I want to know. I don't know. Right. Okay. So I was living in Los Angeles and I had moved to Baltimore for the summer um, because my partner uh, lived there at the time. And basically... Is this your current partner? Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. You guys have been together forever. I know. It's so cute. Such a long time. So adorable. (laughs) (laughs) And I basically just needed some money in a new city Mm -hmm. and um, I was only going to be there for two months. So I like went on Craigslist. I searched jobs for women, I think, or like (laughs) (laughs) cash jobs, like whatever jobs for, uh, you know, females or whatever, quote unquote, (laughs) for the females. (laughs) And uh, there was just like an advertisement for, um, for a club to advertisement at the Orioles games. Um, And I was like, oh, I could advertise for a strip club. Like, I could do do that Wait, was it like scores or something? Or no? Um, Oh, wait, this is LA. Yeah, no, this was in Baltimore. This was at the the Goddess. Oh, Um, Goddess Lounge. Down by the um, Orioles Stadium. I have not been there, but I liked the facade. It was so weird. It was like... Yeah. Advertising at an Orioles game? (laughs) Yes, because they were like a couple blocks away from the stadium, so like they got a lot of clients, like especially after the games. So what did you do? Yeah, so basically I like hit them up on the email and I went down and then they were just like, well, you could actually just probably make more money like working here. And I was like, I have. (laughs) I was like, sure. But also I have no idea how to dance. Like, uh, not at all. (laughs) Yeah. And so they were basically, well, like they could, um, they were like, uh, you could sit at the club, which is basically um, when you don't dance and you just do um, lap dances and um, VIP. So you just don't do uh, stage work. Oh, oh that's nice. a really nice option. Yeah, <laughs> right. It is. Dancing is hard. Right. I remember I was like so amazed by your pole tricks too. Whenever I first got there, no. you're just like, I was like, wow, they're so strong. <laughs> no, I can like you know climb the pole and do my like three moves, and I'm like, okay, like now I'm gonna go back to floor work where I just kind of barely have to move yeah. around. Yeah, so then, like, basically the next day, me and my partner just, like, went to the rainbow, and we got, like, some really, you know, ugly, cheap heels and some <laughs> lingerie. <laughs> yes. And then I worked that, that night, and I made, like, $200 or something like that, and I was <laughs> like, this is great to have $200 cash in my right? hands. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. In your first night, you made $200? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's yeah, really... I thought that was, that was pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just remember being so nervous. Like, I didn't even know how to approach customers. Oh, I didn't yeah. know what was, yeah. you know, going to have to uh, happen yes. for me to make that money. And oh, then, it's so complicated. You know, yeah. It feels so complicated whenever you're thinking about it abstractly. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, um, so then you, you cut to, you shaved your head. And I oh, want to know about this. Right. Okay, so... Um, 
Wait, okay, how long was your hair whenever you started? Right, so that's why I originally told this story, was because I had a butch haircut, like, similar to what I have right now, like, a, um, a little bit closer of a fade up the back, uh-huh. um, you know, butch, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, butch men's haircut, got it in a barbershop, like, like, like that. I want the I eat pussy haircut, please. <laughs> yes, yes, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> so that was really interesting, and, um, but automatically it was a lot for the men, they were like, what do we do with this like person that's like in lingerie but has this men's haircut yeah. like a lot of the men were into it like you know I did make money a lot of them were like still interested yeah. in me yeah. but of course I got so many men that were just like no you don't have long hair right like yeah uh, yeah that's like um, such I'm an immediate rejection sorry mm-hmm. it's just my personal preference I mean it's crazy that. too because like there's <laughs> definitely like a lot of precedent like from like the 60s and like twiggy types and like all of the pixie cuts of that era like mm-hmm. looking rosemary's baby type <laughs> But even at that point in time, it was seen as sort of like a stand against feminine. So basically, um, I went back to Los Angeles. I started dancing there. So I've I've danced in Baltimore, Los Angeles, Austin, Seattle, and North Carolina. So So many places. uh, A lot of kind of all over just because I travel a lot and I'm sort of in between cities. Do you have Um, a favorite city? for dancing? Yeah. Baltimore. I, I don't even think Yeah, Baltimore or Los Angeles. Yeah, Ooh, those yeah. are the ones I danced in the most. And I really liked dancing in Baltimore. Like, yeah. it was just, like, one, I liked the really open rules and all of that. It was, like, Wait, what is it pretty like? freewheeling. Well, I mean, it's, like, you have, like, a full open bar and stuff. Oh. Yeah. And so, like, you can get drunk and you're full nude and stuff and customers will buy drinks for you. And yeah. they still have, like, closed door rooms and, like, VIP stuff that's, like, pretty, like, expensive and whatnot. And I don't know. It's just like I guess it was also yeah. I had like the the starry eyes of my first <laughs> strip club. <laughs> I also just think it's like a less corporate. Like Hustler in Baltimore yeah. is corporate. Like you know, but yeah. a lot of the clubs are just like local you know, clubs, local one, clubs owned by families. Yeah. You know, in their own mess of way, but it's yeah. not like Los Angeles. A lot of yeah. cl- clubs in Los Angeles are like super corporate, yeah. super or like, like you know, it may deja seem like vu owned. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like you think you're in like an indi- like a, an independent club, like you're at Sam's, and you're like, oh, it's just Sam's, but it's like, oh no, wait, it's part of the Deja Vu franchise. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like uh, our club that we're at now because it's like an independent local club. That's great. Like, it really, like, because you see the owners all the time. And I'm not always, like, thrilled to see the owners all the time. But I heard one of them's, like, pretty racist. Oh, yes. But um, <laughs> they definitely are. Because uh, I was sitting on this guy's lap, this black guy, and he was like, you've got to look out for whenever this owner comes in because he likes to fire black girls. Oh, well, I mean, I think I know which one you're talking about, and we're not going to name names right now. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like... You don't want to cross him, and you want to make a lot of money whenever he's around. And it's t- it's just like, I don't know. But he usually like, keeps to himself, and he also tends to not have a problem with black women if they don't, quote-unquote, talk black. Oh, okay. Which is fucked. Yeah. Um, but he also gets onto this one white girl because she has a really oh. heavy, like, Atlanta black scent. It's, like, really crazy. I Yeah, I came across her. I was like... Because I heard her from behind, and I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, I know. It's like you turn around, and she looks like a Disney princess. Yeah. Like a little Cinderella. It's like very common in strip clubs. Yes, like, that is very Especially common. also in Baltimore, yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. Like, you look at this woman, and she's like, oh, are you a princess? And then she's like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> it's like, always yeah. like that. It's But, you know, uh, 
Yeah, that's why. But anyway, our bosses are always around checking in and making sure that things are running well, working on advertising, uh, networking, bringing in their friends and stuff for events. So it's like I appreciate the how like present they are versus like working at Deja Vu. It was like, God, I tried to audition one time and like I was searching the club for a manager. I literally like walked in. Nobody was there. <laughs> <laughs> and th- th- there was just music playing. I was like, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> oh my gosh, I guess we have to talk about that too because, you know, <laughs> I literally was working in the Deja Vu in Los Angeles and uh-huh. all of a sudden I just see Selena and I'm like, what? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like literally a year later, like we weren't in contact at no, that point. I don't think at all. Like yeah. I just literally remembered you. I know, I didn't Because even... you were memorable to me. Like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we hit it off and I remember, okay, so I, I also like brought you in on this room with my sugar daddy. Yes. Oh my gosh, I was wondering if we were yeah, going to talk about so, this. Yeah, it was like a beautiful moment. I was like, he was like, I don't know. And I was like, you should just take, take, take her. Yes, it was amazing. <laughs> I just like strong armed it. And he's like, okay. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I love it whenever you can like strong arm your friends into rooms right. with clients. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it, I just remember it being so great because we even had a moment before just yeah. on, like, what are you cool with? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then, like, I thought yeah. the room was just, like, so wonderful yeah. to... I mean, it just takes up time because then you can actually have another person to exactly. talk to and engage with. And to, like, make eyes. are so boring. They're so boring. <laughs> and it's, like, how do you, like, fill, like, 30 minutes with this stranger <sighs> who's kind of gross and smells funny? Like, right. it's just, like, God, like, will you take turns? Like, really, it was, like, you tag team. You're, like, okay, now you sit on him and I'll take a break and pretend like I'm eating your pussy. And we, instead, we'll just be making faces at each other. <laughs> and, uh, um, so many, like, slurping noises. Doubles make me smile. Like. Yeah, they're so funny. Like, okay, so my my thing, like, I like to pretend like uh, we're, like, having sex. So I, like, put my hand over on, like, uh, the pubic mound of, like, my friend. And I, like, have my mouth, like, at the, like, have my hand over my mouth a little bit. Like, tuck my, yeah, so it's like there's, like, a, there's a space in between and then I'll just like make slurping noises like <laughs> <laughs> or, like I'll like cover with both hands and be like <laughs> and I'll be like you like that oh my god <laughs> yeah it's, it's all about the fantasy smoke and mirrors smoke and mirrors you guys <laughs> yes I love stripper tricks yeah <laughs> so funny I love oh the ways god. we pretend to have sex yeah <laughs> I remember one time I was in this room with this girl um, and she and we were like doing we were double with my with the daddy and she for made the mistake of trying to get him to take off his shoes to like be comfortable and i swear (laughs) my sugar daddy has had feet that smelled like sour milk oh my god it was the nastiest thing she like she like took off the shoes and he was like (gasps) like, oh my god no and she was like i don't know why i did that (laughs) you really shouldn't have done it he he doesn't buy new shoes for himself Uh, yeah so lately my pleasers have started to smell because you don't wear socks with them (laughs) god but they have a open toe wear socks anyway I wear do start to smell I always have that problem too no I mean it's also because like the floor is like covered in jizz and piss and shit so you know okay (laughs) (laughs) side story socks are nasty sometimes (laughs) (laughs) okay side note uh 
I was like meeting up with my sugar daddy this past week, and uh, we were talking about stories from the club, and we were talking about uh, how we met and all of that the night. And it's really cute. Like he's like very romantic about it. He's like, yeah, like I saw you bouncing around. I wanted to know what you were up to. <laughs> and, and me, I was like, I saw you. You were laying across the couch. You looked really wasted. I was like, what is this man doing? And then you called me over, and I was like, am I wasting my time? <laughs> and he was like, but but you like something about me, right? I was like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> At that time, I did not. Now, I love plenty of things about him. But anyway, he was like, yeah, like, before I met you, I, like, got this room with this girl. And she was like, I'll do anything. And he was like, oh, really? <laughs> and he was like, so we fucked. And then I was like, I want to piss on your feet. She's like, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So I, like, pissed on her feet in one of the rooms. I was like, which room? <laughs> like, please tell me. Because I'm, like, in my socks over there. Oh God, that is so fucking gross. The socks are always smart. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm always in socks to protect my feet and my knees. And, yeah, I mean, if you, like, look at your socks, after, if you wear, like, white socks on the stage, and then you wear, like, if you wear them in the club for a night, you'll just see how nasty it is. But I never take off my shoes. Well, it's good to take off your shoes just so you don't poke holes in the upholstery. <laughs> if you're like on a chair, if you're like in a you don't take your shoes off. Yeah, at that's work. crazy. It's like you really, don't take them off during VIP. I don't. Yeah, Wait, what, what you're supposed to? Well, it's much more comfortable, and you can also like move about more easily. Like you're not gonna get all stuck around things. Like I always take them off because it's easier. Like three songs or more, I'm taking off my shoes. Y'all, I am yeah. so clumsy. I keep my shoes on, and I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm just gonna maneuver for a second. Yeah. And the guy's just like, okay, okay. And I'm like, sorry, wait, I accidentally hit you with my heel. Like, bam. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, definitely take off your shoes. It's a pro tip. Um, and wear socks because you don't want your feet touching the ground. So, anyway, like, to get back to the podcast, as much as we can definitely oh, go on so like this. that's so gross. Wait, that's really fucking gross, though. I don't... Like how I wonder how often people are just peeing on the floor just because it's like <laughs> pissing me off right now. What the hell? I don't know. I know a lot of people jizz on the floor. There's a lot of jizz on the floor. People I've never seen that. it. You've never we should seen get some black lights. I always see condoms. I always see condoms. Yeah. I always see like spots around. I always see napkins. If there's a napkin, I know somebody jizzed somewhere. Wow. <laughs> yeah. One um, time there was, like, a really, really large wad of gum in one of the chairs. You Like, extremely large. It just took up, like, a large space of the chair. <laughs> and I saw this guy, and he, like, sat. And then I sat next to him just to kind of, like, talk for a second. Uh-huh. Because I wanted to watch him stand up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then he did. And it was, like, <laughs> And I was, like, dude, you have gum all over your ass. <laughs> And he was like, he was so trashed. He was like, I have what all over my ass? <laughs> and then, like, put his hand there, and he had, like, gum all over his oh, hand. Oh, no. Too. It was so stupid. I'm like, is this a prank? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, did I see you post on your Patreon that you bled on a customer? Oh, God, I did. I probably, <laughs> I've totally done that before. Yes. I totally did that yes. a couple times. Oh, man, it's hard. That's it's bad. Hard. It's I know. Like, Sometimes it just happens. And it's not like you have, like, compensation for when you're on your period it's like you're right. just gonna work <laughs> and like there's always a time in the month where like half of the club is menstruating <laughs> I'm just so like true. we're all out there bloated um, emotional <laughs> cycle sync 
change the fuck up. Y'all are crazy. I yeah. could not work on my period. It's kind of like really? sweet in a way. No, no, it just like sometimes I'm too I, emotional. I feel like I get powerful. Like I feel <laughs> like whenever I'm on my period, it's like the time whenever I will like randomly like hump a man to get him out of the way. <laughs> like he'll be like sitting and I'll just start humping his shoulders, like move him. <laughs> and he'll just be like, oh, what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, just move out of the way. <laughs> I do that all the time where I'll just like yell at people. Just like, Excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and I also feel like the, like men are attracted to the smell and the power. I feel like my tiny titties get like a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> they swell. Yeah. My titties and get. They, yeah. They right, swell right, a little yeah. bit. Oh, they're that's firmer. like the cysts. I read that cysts when you <laughs> when your boobs swell because I used to have a ton of cysts in my boobs. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, in early high school, and my boobs hurt all the time. Damn. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, cysts uh, are sexy. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, let's dive in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We are not even. That's fine. I'm actually. It's totally been entertaining. So um, <laughs> this is Ho in the Know, and let's begin with the segment I'm calling Historical Hoes. This week's historical hoe is Rachel Pringle Polgreen. Uh, I got this info from blackpass.org uh, from Yule A. Nielsen. Hopefully I said your name right. And uh, you messaged me on the gram. I hope it's okay uh, that I'm reading this. And I'm pretty sure it is because you published it as a scholarly article. And uh, anyway, so thank you for this information. Rachel Pringle Polgreen was born in the 1700s, a free mulatto woman, and she became the first woman of color to own a hotel slash tavern slash brothel in Bridgetown, Barbados. She was born Rachel Louder and later acquired her unusual name after she escaped her father's sexual advances by agreeing to enter into another into a sexual relationship at 16 with Captain Thomas Pringle. Definitely a different time, different time then. Uh, <laughs> She, you know what? She's a survivor, allegedly. Absolutely. Allegedly, she faked a pregnancy to gain further control over Pringle, as you do fucking control these men. And so uh, he broke up with her eventually and moved to Jamaica because she was that fucking powerful (laughs) that he couldn't just leave town. He had to go to a whole different country. (laughs) That's Uh, crazy. Wait, that's so wild that her faking a pregnancy to gain control over him was like the resulting thing was that he moved away <laughs> like yeah he it didn't wasn't break like, up it wasn't like oh I have to now be like a father or like you know become very mature suddenly he was like shit I gotta leave <laughs> I gotta get the duck out of town it's usually not the result of yeah. faking a pregnancy <laughs> Um, so she, Rachel adopted the name of another prominent white Barbadian. So I think, so her father um, was white. And I think he was like a slave owner or something. I, I should have put that in here. And uh, and Captain Thomas was also white. And she adopted the name of another prominent white Barbadian, uh, James Polgreen. Although it seemed they were never romantically involved. In 1780, Rachel Pringle Polgreen opened a tavern on Canary Street in Bridgetown. Polgreen's Hotel, essentially a brothel, offered sexual pleasures to sailors in the Royal or British Royal Navy, and it acquired its official sounding name from an alleged encounter with British royalty. So, uh, allegedly, King William IV was a regular customer uh, back before he was the king. So when he was a young prince, along with his 49th regiment, he came to Polgreen's Hotel and 
at a point. Well, I mean, I think he re- he frequented it, but at one point he like destroyed it in a drunken rage. And then the next morning, fucking ballsy ass Rachel sent p- the prince a bill for the damages. <laughs> 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 and he sent her the payment that was enough to refur- refurbish her t- hotel more lavishly and extravagantly than before. Oh. So, oh my God, this fucking bitch, like asking for more and getting more. She did not let this fucking piece of shit <laughs> destroy her hotel and her livelihood. She, she killed it. That's good. Yeah, she got so, the bag. <laughs> she really did get the bag. So anyway, the, the no- Royal Navy Hotel remained standing until it was burned down in 1821. I don't know the circumstances of it burning down. Uh, it just burned down. By just the, burned down. Just burned down. By the mm-hmm. 1790s, Bridgetown tax records list Polgreen as the owner of a residence, two smaller houses and five tenements, and two other homes on the island. That's fucking crazy. So she owned, like, tenement housing and shit. Um, that's a lot of property for a mulatto woman who was a former slave to own. And, uh, okay, so she died July 23rd, 1791, at the age of 38. Oh, shit. Very young. Um, at the time of her death, she owned not only real estate, but at least 19 slaves. What? And her will made out just two days before her death, she freed six of her slaves. And while the others were bequeathed to the, to those six slaves... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> and like, oh my god, <laughs> you like, like you're just that's like the pettiest shit. You but, know what? <laughs> um, but I mean, anyway, it's really impressive that she was able to accomplish so much at such a young age. Wait, but who were her slaves? <laughs> were they sailors? Or no, were they I think they black were just people. They were probably black people. Oof. It's still like a racist civilization because of colonization. There is a lot going on here. She's there's like, a lot. There's a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I stand her exactly, but this is a wild fucking story. It is a wild story. And you know what? I think the thing about talking about sex workers is that we're not always going to get like 100% clear cut. Yeah. She's good. He's bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still kind of impressed by her business acumen and her will to fucking power and fucking taking over these men's names and having like a super official name and making this hotel it's kind of amazing but should she have freed all of her slaves um definitely (laughs) but it was the 1700s and i don't i'm not going to hold her to contemporary standards so anyway yeah thanks for sharing that i like that segment that's so important to have (laughs) historical yeah. Uh, hose. Yeah, historical yeah. hose. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to Rachel Pringle Polgreen for being a historical hoe. Hey. hey. <laughs> okay. This week, our topic is being gay and daddy as fuck and performing <laughs> sex work for cishet men. Oof. Oof. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's a good topic. <laughs> so, Bo, how gay are you? <laughs> uh, really gay. <laughs> oh. What's your philosophy on the penis? <laughs> I mean, unrelated. I guess penis is unrelated to. Yeah, that. I like actually all genitalia. Um, yeah. And that's really not what gayness is is to me. Yeah. Um, yeah it's yeah. not about a particular attraction to uh, one type of genitalia. Um, I really um, have been thinking about this question um, and how to respond to it. And um, sex work has been so influential in how I think about my sexuality. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah. So yeah. So you're really gay. <laughs> yes. Yes. And but because have I'm, you always yeah. have you always had um, female partners or non-binary partners? Or, um, yeah, yeah. No. Um, I didn't come out as queer till I was 18. And how? Who did you come out to? You know, my friends. And your friends. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it's like really just your friends that are like the safest space most of the time. Yeah. I mean, how did? Um, are you out to your parents? Um, yeah. How do they handle it? Are they, what is their, are they religious at all or are they? Yeah, yeah. What kind? They're like pretty liberal Christians. Okay. Um, but they're still very about Christianity. And so I was definitely What brand? Raised, what flavor of um, Christian? Baptist Christians. Um, so they're like Zesty Ranch Christians. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> wow, Baptists uh, are like a really special sect unto themselves. Yeah, I definitely had to But wait, where, wait, where are they from? Um, I grew up in Minnesota. So, oh, okay, yeah, so that's, that's like mid- Midwestern yes. type Christian. Yes. I mean, I feel like Baptists, the Baptist religion or part of Christianity is kind of more like a, like a Midwestern slash Bible Belt slash Southern thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's not very prevalent on the coasts that much overall. Yeah. And what did they say about being gay growing up? Oh, can we not talk about this? Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're so good. I actually wanted to mention this, but, yeah, my parents and I had this really big fallout, like, two weeks ago, so oh. I'm, like, still oh, I'm kind so of processing sorry. it. I'm so, so sorry, yeah. No, literally. Um, yeah. No big deal. But we can go back to the can, are you gay question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I actually have a really good response okay, to it. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, are you gay? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am very, very gay. Gay AF. Um, also T for T, so trans for trans. Yes. Um, I'm all about, you know, my gender nonconformity. Yes, snaps to this. Uh, my wonderful friends and lovers of many different genders. Um, I'm also SW for SW. Sex worker for sex worker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, constantly falling in love with my fellow sex workers right. and oh, people in the sex worker community. Sex workers are so hot. I know. It's really hard. Sometimes. I honestly want to say that was one of the reasons I stayed dancing for so long. <laughs> <laughs> so I've like, been, oh, you're right, I've been unofficially uh, retired from dancing um, within the last two months. I stopped in May. Uh-huh. Um, and I just am taking some time recent. off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just taking some time off to sort of figure out what I want to do with uh, myself because I had been thinking about going on a low dose of testosterone and so I was oh, just like, yeah, so that's, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for a long time, but um, I think I just needed to stop dancing for a second yeah. because it was really influencing that decision. It really controls I, everything. It does because sex work was such a large portion of my income, so I had to sort of develop um, alternative plans, you know, in the vanilla world. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been a whole thing, um, but I'm still forever so, you know, indebted to sex work, and so yeah. that's why I'm so glad I can um, talk about this. And also, sex workers, I also call it my unofficial retirement because, you know, strippers go in and out of yeah, stripping we sometimes. Really like, yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes you just need, like, a couple of years of break, yeah. and then you're like... Maybe I'll come back. (laughs) Right, right. So I never want to close it off. It's definitely like my pleasers are still right in my closet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My makeup bag right there on the table. (laughs) Um, So what's it like to 
like you're butch. Yes. But yes. what's it like to dress up like a femi girl? <laughs> yes, it's really hard. Like, okay, yeah. how did you learn? Because I have been learning, and I and it <laughs> took me a fucking long time to figure out a look that works for me. Like, <laughs> like makeup is a very complicated art. Hair right. and everything. It is. It, I honestly think it really helped me. Um, because I started actually dancing as Butch. Mm. And so I quickly learned and picked up cues um, of sort of kind of like what I needed to present myself as. And um, like I had been into like, you know, feminine kind of things growing up. Um, you know, the heteronormativity really got me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you know. <laughs> but um, because I went in um, to the strip club that first night like with my partner in hand and uh -huh. like you know she helped me through that process yeah you know she really gave me oh, so much courage and confidence sweet. to just be like you know do the drag like yeah, yeah. <laughs> get the money it like, is really like it is really like a form of drag like female drag and yeah, yeah it is no it's, definitely it's, i feel like i've learned so much about how gender works w while dancing right you know? right like you learn about all of the scripts you see it like really it played out and, and also, race like you know in the strip club and hair and beauty and all of that like everything and it's and the funny thing is like it's so much like drag and like the level of makeup we wear and also the level of fake hair we all wear yeah <laughs> yes. true. it's just like it's a whole process like the woman that you see in the strip club is not the person that you see walking out of the strip club right. do you do fake hair right um so I guess this goes back to the one of the first yeah. things we talked about so I shaved my head because I was like maybe that's a little bit more femi than like you know my butch haircut <laughs> oh yeah. which like a kind of successful, but also it just didn't fit me. I right. mean, there's like uh, a, there's like a precedent <laughs> sent by Amber Rose and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was trying to go with that vibe. It didn't yeah. really. It, it kind of worked out. <laughs> so I got yeah, into $200. wigs. dollars. That's pretty good for a night. <laughs> right. Um, so I got into wigs, but also wigs are like sweaty. They're and, so like, hot. And it's they, really laborious to they wear fly wigs. Around. I really, yeah. You really need to like glue it down or like mm -hmm. have it clipped into your hair. And if you have like if you have like straight hair like you have, it's yeah. like hard to like clip into your texture of hair. Yeah. And Worst nightmare would be like you're just your on the pole and your wig just flies yes. off because mm -hmm. underneath it you've just got this like cap. <laughs> it's like not <laughs> subtle. Not and that happens to girls too. It's it like does. it's oh, really for funny. Real? Yeah, definitely. I've seen some I've seen plenty of ponytails fall off I've definitely seen, seen ponytails fall I've off. seen a couple of wigs fall off and the oh poor girl God. like went to the back and was crying I was like oh it's okay but it's really okay because okay. these men will leave and they'll never come back and exactly and, and the other thing is like half of the time men are not paying attention yeah like they like so they can look at you and totally not see you and yeah. then you come back in a wig and they're like wow I haven't seen you before or like maybe you've seen <laughs> the same man for like a whole year and he's like wow I've never seen you I feel like the whole <laughs> issue is like uh, tattoos are pretty notable yeah yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I've definitely had repeat customers recognize my tattoos, and uh, I was like, uh. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's tricky. I mean, I've been, like, recognized in public once. Like, I was out with my partner at brunch, and, like, a group of guys who had been, like, at the front of the stage at the end of the night were all there. And they, like, kept looking back at me. But, of course, it was, like, me, no makeup, in, like, probably some, like, fucked up T-shirt or something. <laughs> Like, no, just, like, looking exhausted. And I, they were probably, like... Like, they look back and forth, like, is this the same person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, I'm not paying attention. I could give two shits. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what do you... So, are men... His cis men repulsive to you? Um, short answer, yes. 
Long answer, like, yes. Long answer. (laughs) Just like a longer yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, uh, it's hard because, like, I do love a few um, men in my life. Like, you know, I have a few men friends, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that I care deeply about. But they're only the ones that are sort of having a critical relationship to masculinity. And so any man that doesn't have any sort of critical relationship to their gender performance, I'm just like, ah. Yeah. 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 If there's really no thought, it's just like, wow. I have Like, there's so many levels of things that you've never considered. Honestly, I feel that a lot, like... Even kind of with women, because I mm-hmm. identify as, like, bi, it's, like, I really kind of just fuck with trans people mm-hmm. at this point. Because, like, I don't know. It's just, like, there's a whole different lens and way of, like, regarding the people around you that I feel like uh, most cishat people don't get. But, like, <laughs> there are some, like, sweet... Agreed. Sweet yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's really complicated. So like how do you manage to flirt with men? <laughs> yeah. I feel like because I used to like want to do it, yeah. I like kind of know exactly what they want me to do. Yeah. Like you know. Like how so like, you know, operating in the world like before you came out or how do you, how so? Yeah. Yeah, and also just like you look into a man's eyes and you just give them the sex eyes and they just like fall in love with you. Yeah, and it's just, like, right? Right? <laughs> I touch myself a little bit. Yeah. No, I think and that's they I think want that's me. The big, exactly. <laughs> I think that's like the biggest thing is that people don't realize is like you don't have to do anything for a man to think that you're flirting with them. Yeah. I think, honestly, I have the most luck when I'm really disinterested. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can, like, be as, as self-obsessed as possible, like, that's even more intriguing. The ones who, I don't know, they'll do something. I had this situation where I was given a ride home by, like, this guy, and he was hitting on me. And, like... Um, I was just completely disinterested, but he still managed to go down, like, every avenue and turn everything that I was saying into some sort of, like, sexual thing. Ugh. It was, like, really disgusting and crazy, but, like, men will just do that, and they'll yeah. be like, so you're into me, and I'm going to text you now, and, like, we're going to hook up. Right. They yeah. really think that we're not at work. Yes, they do. <laughs> they really want us to want them outside of the financial yes. relationship that is stripping. Mm-hmm. And it just blows my mind. I'm like, do you not understand? <laughs> I'm at work. Yeah. <laughs> I am straight for the money. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And there's like so many guys who are like, I mean, don't you think I'm attractive? I'm like, in no way or no world have I ever thought that. And I will never think that. Yeah. It's just, it's so beyond me. The crustiest men will ask you that. Yeah. They look like a straight turtle. (laughs) (laughs) We could make out. I could make your dreams come true. I know, right? (laughs) It's like fucking, like, Mitch McConnell-ass looking motherfucker. (laughs) Like, hey, (laughs) I would like to take you out. It's like, God, no. So... Do you ever tell your customers that you're queer, or do you? How do you say that? Yeah, on a no, no, I don't. No, no never. I don't tell them my critical relationship to gender and sexuality. I'll tell them I'm bi. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I always can play up the like, yeah, like you know, men and women. Yes. And then if I can start talking about how I have attractions to women, then yeah. I can talk about something yeah. I like. Not I have mm-hmm. to talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> men are always like, "What's your favorite part of a man's body?" I'm like. I, I can't tell you. <laughs> your wallet? Like, yeah, your wallet. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, that's kind of the part on. that do, I tell them. Do people about like often ask you about your orientation? Yes, absolutely. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> especially when I had short hair and I looked queer in the club, <laughs> they would definitely be like, uh, "Are you gay?" And I'd be like, "Like, oh, no. How would <laughs> I be bisexual. here?" <laughs> you just gotta say it in a particular way. Yeah, like, yeah. It triggers their like, you know, yeah, weird yeah. fantasies. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. I mean, like. But I, what I found lately is like, um, or maybe it's just like a thing, is that guys are similarly threatened by you liking women. Like I've, mm-hmm. I've like had a lot of times where I'm like, I like everybody, and they're like, but like, who do you like more? And and I'm like, you know, it just depends on the person, like whatever's going on with them, and we have something. They're like, they you really like women more, and I'm like, <laughs> bisexuality, <There's> no, <laughs> or no, they don't know or anything. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't get pansexuality. They don't get mm-hmm. anything. I about feel that. like they look at it as like you're like willing to make out with a woman for my benefit oh. or or maybe you actually just like women yeah but not like you like both. something in between yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like there, it is really like it's hard and it a lot of times i will just like totally like shatter a man's like idea of what's going on in the world <laughs> like last night i had this guy come in and he was like kind of this like traditional guy he's like a plumber like lived like a very like kind of like blue collar to traditional family life like wife kids married like 25 years on and on and he was like he was talking about how he came to the club once before and a girl came up to him and was like um i'll take you back and give you a blowjob and he was like i i just felt so jarred like i wasn't ready for that and i was like you know like that does seem like it wasn't what you wanted but isn't it cool that she was able to offer you a blowjob in a place and feel safe and secure and willing to do that and have protection and also accountability isn't that an amazing thing and he's like <laughs> what I never thought of it that way and I'm oh like, my god I'm like, she probably has like an interesting home life you know all of these women are really interesting there's some women here who speak like five different languages and like they're sending money home to their families in a different country and they're able to live middle class lives and have irregular immigration statuses isn't that so cool? And he was like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, anytime I can like do that to a guy, I'm like, yes. <laughs> he, and he, was, he literally said, he's like, I never thought about it this like this before. Like, I'm, it really made me change the way that I think. <laughs> those are like some beautiful moments. And I like to do that too with sexual orientation. Like, you know, like I like this, but I like this. And it's really open to this. And I like all kinds of people. And what about gender expressions? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, occasionally you really will get a client that's like, okay, yeah. I can, I guess, kind of talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was chill. Like, he tipped me a decent amount, and he also, like, just handed me, like, a $50 bill on his way out. And what? <laughs> I still haven't run into those customers that are just like, here's money for your time. Except for one time I sat on this guy's lap, and he was, like, rolling, and he was, like... He decided to just, like, hold me, like, two inches above his lap the whole time we were talking, like, princess style, (laughs) Um, and was just like, I can't buy anything with you, because I promised this other girl, and I just don't want to hurt her feelings. Um, (laughs) He was like, everything's just so crazy in here. (laughs) Like, finally, he, like, put me down, and he was like, here's... A dollar for your time. Wow. <laughs> that was all I got. Oh, no. Oh, man. Men on drugs in the club are so funny they sometimes. They are really funny. So, definitely a thing. Men are always rolling, and it's just like, sometimes I just, like, you know, brush their hair, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying, like, with my fingers, or just, yeah. like, give them a little back rub, and they're always like, oh. Yeah. It <laughs> their mind. Um, so, I'm, 
I have another question. I have so many questions. Okay, so have you gotten many gay women slash non-binary people, AFABs and such, mm-hmm. as customers, queer people? Yeah. Gay men? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. I've had a few friends visit me um, mm-hmm. in the club. Oh, that's that, always you like know, the sweetest situation. Stack, you know, which I love. Yeah. Um, that's always a really, uh, that, that was always a really big bonding moment for me. Um, when I would be able to feel comfortable to invite them to see me, you yeah. know, naked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, because I would not invite just anybody. No, um, it's like so intimate. Mm-hmm. And like, and yeah, you just don't, a lot of people don't understand. And it's one thing to like be on stage performing for your friends, but like then also to take it to the point where like they see you go and sit on like some super old guy's yeah. lap and mm-hmm. like act like you're in love with him. It's like a different level it that is. is hard to... Mm-hmm. Right. And and another thing I was thinking about was also just like speaking about gay friends. I had uh, actually I actually got rejected from the hustler during my weekly audition. They have like a competition yeah. because I had brought in a bunch of my gay friends that are like oh. punk, you know. And basically the management was just like we can't hire them because you know, gays. Yeah, gays everywhere in the Hustler Club. Yeah. <laughs> we can't have Even gays. though I, like, did the best, made the most money on stage, everybody loved me on stage, you know. Whoa. I was like, That's you know what, you crazy. missed out on it. Yeah. You know what, fine. Yeah, back like, to the I don't need I you. I don't need you. <laughs> I'll crawl right. back into the hole. That is the worst. <laughs> I, I shouldn't hate on the roots. I actually really like that club. <laughs> you know, Except for are. the fact that the managers were always so fucking high. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, they were, like, there was one manager in particular that was, like, actively, like, dealing coke and, like, just, like... I feel like everyone's on coke, though. Yeah, I mean, it's so, like, common. Very prevalent in the club. It is so prevalent. So, like, what was your best experience? giving a dance or otherwise at the club I want to know oh wait yeah. have you said like everything that you wanted to oh yeah say? I want to yeah. 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 yeah say everything no <laughs> oh and then I guess the one other thing that just like random women in the club yeah. I often will tell them I'm gay if I can vibe them out and yeah. I'm like okay you have some sort of like you know gay queer sort of vibe yeah. Um, I might totally tell them I'm gay. gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've also totally had baby dykes fall in love with me. Oh, I like, love that. Oh, That's God. so cute. Oh, so cute. Oh, my gosh. I love, like, giving dances to, like, gay women slash queer women slash... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, like, right. the best feeling. Right. As long as they're respectful and that yeah. they care about you. Because I have had women clients oh that my are, God, like, yeah. totally grabby and unacceptable. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Both gay women and, of course, straight women. Straight women at the straight bachelorette parties. Oh, oh, that was God. another thing. I was like, you don't think you don't, you have to tip because you're a woman? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> It's so fucked. That has to end. It really yeah. needs to end. I think there's just, like, a problem that, like, women aren't socialized to know the etiquette of the club. No. And, like, mm-hmm. they just keep coming in and they just really being the rudest. feel like they have, like, a past because they're like, I'm with my girlfriends. We're all girls right. here. Yeah, they're like, sweet. I'm going to go, like, I'm going to dance on stage, too. Maybe right. they'll let me dance for a night. Let me take <laughs> off my shirt. Let me take girls off my shirt. Wild. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're all wild girls. We're all wild girls. <laughs> it's so cool that you do this, but I can never do it. <laughs> they always say they that. They always fucking say that. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So yeah, that part of women in the club I'm not a fan of, but there was like this you know. there was this woman that came in and she was with her boyfriend recently oh, and was this that time when I was there? I think so, yeah. yeah. So you can help me tell this story. Oh my god. So I swear there were like all of maybe three customers in the club. Yeah, it was so empty. So <laughs> yeah, empty. it was like yeah, it was like 
actually it was like maybe five people so like the the couple and then three random men <laughs> and then the rest of us dancers were just like so it was not lit in any way but she was fucking lit so lit <laughs> she just like kept like screaming out to the stage like yes queen she was like clapping she was like woo come over here baby come over here dancing yes. and like trying to take off her shirt and there was a, a dancer was like just trying to pull it back down but she kept being like no no no, no I was like no no no, 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 the no. shirt is going to come up. It's going to come off. And, and she, she went, took it off. She did. She fully took off the shirt. And, and then the bouncer was like, put it back on. But then she took it off again. And then she took off her bra, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she snuck off with her bra and was just like like, like rolling, like body rolling around for a while. Just like trying to talk to the dancers and hug us and like touch us and shit. And like she came up to the stage while I was like dancing. And there was a girl on the side away. who was like tip her <laughs> like she like yelled out from behind the woman like tip her and she, the woman came over and was like well yes baby and she had like long nails and she had two dollars and she like handed to them to me like it was a hundred dollars oh my fucking god right they really give you one dollar like, they it's really like, do a 20 or something they're like congratulations it's one dollar <laughs> like you can't even buy a stick of gum like <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, for what was your question? Best Best experience. Best experience. It could be it could be with anybody. Mm-hmm. I say overall, best experiences are definitely just the relationships that I met in the club with other strippers. Yeah. Um, just I'm always about um, just the fleeting moments that I've had with other sex workers. Like, I might never see that person ever again, but, like, that person, yeah. like, made some sort of meaningful impact on my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that part of um, stripping is, like, super, super important will stay with me for forever. Yeah. Um, There's just some, like, it's so intimate, this kind of work, and you just know your friends in, like, a really, like, you literally know them naked. Yeah. Like, we're all in the back, like, peeling open our butt cheeks and checking for toilet paper (laughs) and like cutting each other's tampon strings and stuff and we'll like do each other's hair makeup it's like it's just it's very sweet yeah I remember the first time just like a dancer like literally just was like here can you see my tampon string and just like show me everything (laughs) and I was like you're good you're good (laughs) yeah no it's like it's really sweet like I just like I mean and that's constantly happening I watch like girls like pick a little toilet paper out of their booty holes and I'm like, it's so cute. I think it's so cute. <laughs> right. Because, like, heteronormativity really has, you know, regular people that don't do sex worker, sex, that don't do sex work, very confused on how to interact with people's bodies. Yes. Like, especially around nudity. Yes. There's, like, uh, a fear and, like, you need to keep, like, several feet of distance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's, like, a closeness and, like, I don't know. Like, I was talking to my friend and I, I really like her. I was, like, say, complimenting her on her nipple ring. I was like, it's so cute. It dangles. And she was, like, came over. She's like, I love you so much. She, like, pinched my nipple. I was like I love you too. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I don't know. It's so sweet, and I like I just care for people. And there's like the vulnerability of just all of these like naked bodies, and everybody's kind of small in the end. Like yeah. even the, the tall girls and the big girls and whatnot. It's just like yeah. There's just so much like queer intimacy in the strip yes. club. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that was another thing I actually had written down for best experience was just the one time. This was the older stripper. And one day she just, like, asked me if I was gay. Yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and then, like, the next day, like, we just kept sort of flirting with each other. And by the time the night had rolled around, she dragged me to the bathroom. We made out. It was oh, so, so hot. hot. 
<laughs> oh my god! I'll never forget it. Wow, that <laughs> I was is like, so I'm a legend. Fun. Yes, <laughs> it was I, so wonderful. I also feel like I've like made out with all of my stripper friends for the most part. I don't have we made out. I don't oh. recall. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we were drinking that night too. Maybe like if there's a solid yeah, chance. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I can't. De- you know, I can't determine. I can't yeah. determine, but it's like it's. I feel like it's a very common thing. Like to have, like, you just like kiss your friends. You're in a room. Definitely. You kiss your friends. <laughs> yes, dancer intimacy is so wonderful. Yeah, it's really sweet. And I'm like still so baby. I'm just like. It's just kind of like the more time you're there, the more they see your face, the more like you just kind of get integrated into the group. Another thing, though, at our club. Yeah. Is that like, at least from behind, like people will think that I'm you. Yes. And like, so they'll start talking to (laughs) me as though I'm you. And then I'll turn around and they'll be like, (gasps) oh, and then they'll be so shocked that they'll walk away and not keep talking to me. <laughs> so I have it's, a, a lot of... seems like they're just, like, embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, the, there's, like, a distance. Or, like, still a lot of people will be like, oh, I thought you were Selena. Um, <laughs> my bad. Like, because they'll, like, carry on a conversation that I guess you all would be having. And I'd be like, I don't know if this was <laughs> for meant me. for me. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's so good. I mean, honestly, like, I feel like if you if you stay longer at this club, um, that you'll, like, really integrate well. And, like, the girls already love you. Like, we already talk about you. They're always like, she's so cute and shy. I want to know about her. She's got a nice body. Uh. <laughs> it's, like, all kinds of sweet things. Like, um, and they're like, she's so polite. <laughs> so, so nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, nothing but good things coming from people. And I mean, I just, I like love everybody. Just like, oh my God, my girls. (laughs) (laughs) And I love like all of the queer strippers and also just like all of the strippers that are totally bald. Like there's always a number of bald Uh, strippers. (laughs) They're just like peel off their hair at the end of the night. (laughs) Everyone's hair looks so real to me. It's like crazy. I mean, we're skilled at the wig game. It's true, it's true. Strippers have so many skills. <laughs> I know. People think we have no skills. Strippers oh, we have, have all so the skills. so many skills, yes. You are your own beautician, your own stylist, <laughs> your own networker. Absolutely. Yeah. Your hair extensions currently are just, like, so good. The, Thanks. The, like, straight one. Oh, yeah. It's so convincing. Yes. That's human hair, right? Human hair, yeah. Whew. Yeah, probably clean from a drain somewhere, but you know what? It's human hair. <laughs> wow. Because um, that's how they source a lot of these cheap uh, human hair pieces. Wait, no joke? Really? No joke. Yeah, they'll, st- they'll like, it'll be clippings from, like, uh, fl- the floor of, like, salons. It'll be from a drain. It'll be all kinds of ways that they fucking collect this human hair. Oh. If you're, like, not paying premium prices and you're not checking your sourcing. That or they steal it from people by clipping their ponytails because um, it's unethical most of the time. Wow. But there's, you know, there's like a whole movement to change that and everything, but it's still really complicated and Can a lot you, of people like, don't DNA care. Can you DNA test your. You know what? I feel like there's multiple people who contributed hair to my hairpiece. <laughs> I know, but I wonder if you could find all of them. Wow. And maybe I could. <laughs> when, we, when we do, we'd have like a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I wear all of your hair. Hello, no, everybody. No, no, no. You gather them all, and you're just like, do you want to know what you all have in common? 
Are you interested in why I brought you here today? <laughs> I'm wearing your hair. <laughs> Recognize this. <laughs> I like bring everybody a present. I just wanted to thank you all. <laughs> These wonderful ponytails. <laughs> this wonderful ponytail that I wear all the time. <laughs> It would be kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. I, I actually took some of your crochet hair last night, and I crocheted it into my buns, and I had, like, little bun, like, like kind of moon buns and hair down and stuff. Aww. It was adorable, and everybody was like, you look like, like Sailor Moon meets the Spice Girls. I was like, well, that's exactly what I tried to be. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> I love that. Yes. It was uh, it was a real hit with the white men too. So shout out white men. <laughs> <laughs> white men always like confound me on what they're interested in. I know, today. right? <laughs> like I never expected this white yeah. man. <laughs> Tell me your ways. <laughs> this when, when I had like crochet and pink hair, like white men flocked to me. <laughs> I would be like in airports. I was in a lot of airports that summer, and like white men would approach me and sit next to me and be <laughs> like, "Your hair is amazing." <laughs> By the way, like I do this. Here's my number. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're trying to like hook you in with the with the economics. Yeah, yeah. They're like, I can afford you. <laughs> Maybe. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's the whole situation. I had a similar situation sitting like for an audition, just like guys just talking to me. It was like, white man. <laughs> what is your interest in me right now? <laughs> um, so okay, since you're really gay. And men are kind of repulsive, these cishet men. And I will tell you that the majority of these men in these clubs are the cishets. They are. They are. Like, probably, like, 99%. They're the most cishet mm-hmm. of the cishets. Absolutely. It's like, I mean, because I have a lot of patience, and I kind of like to push customers to have hard conversations. I definitely try to turn men's ideas around, but it's still, like... Yeah, it's like, you know, I'm Mother Teresa out here trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Although right. Mother Teresa was probably some level of imperialist. But Actually, anyway, I, I heard know. that she wasn't that good. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure she's just like an imperialist yeah. type, like colonizing through religion yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Mother Teresa. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever had a moment where you felt genuine arousal? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. I guess it's with... I, yeah, I would say not from anything the men are doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say that occasionally I'm bored, you know. Yeah. Or, yeah occasionally I was w- bored. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're dancing, like, there's so many hours when you're just, like, in the club Fucking not making Fucking twiddling money. your thumbs. Right. So, I don't know if I'm hot and horny one day. <laughs> like, I'll rub myself on them if I have to grind on yeah. them for a dance. Like, oh, my I might God. as well grind on them. Yes, like, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. But but, you know, that's few and far be- between. No, it's really funny. Too many men are, like, so needy that... Yes, they're, like, they everything my, about me. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I've met a lot of givers lately, but... Um, <laughs> but it's, like... The ones that are just, like, I just want to pleasure you. Yeah, they're, like, <laughs> I would eat your pussy Pussies. this whole dance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but but those are my least favorite, almost, because it's, like... You, you feel almost out of control of what's going on because they're just so like, but I don't want anything. Like, I don't want to be ground on. Don't you just want me to put my hands inside of you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Like a puppet, like a puppet. (laughs) (laughs) They always think that they're the one doing you a favor. Yeah, I know they do. They're like, you should be paying me. I'm like, you're very wrong. Do make that joke. Literally, the worst joke that I hear all the time. I'm like, never give me that joke ever. 
Yeah. Please. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah, no. Th- so I, f- I like definitely have times where I'm like just horny because it's that part of my cycle. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, just finished my period. I'm kind of about to ovulate. I'm feeling like anything feels nice against my genitals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I'll definitely like be horny at the club and just like grind against people and be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, is this about me? I'm like, it's not at all about you. <laughs> I'm definitely not thinking about you. It's much more. It's much more about the friction element. Yeah, <laughs> I could be dr- like yes. pumping a pillow at this point. <laughs> I actually have to say this is another thing about being trans in the strip club. Um, but like doing VIPs, doing like elongated um, lap dance cycles and whatnot. Um, I would always be interested in just, like, finding... I'm always interested in people's junk, so, like, I'm Mm -hmm. always just interested in, like, you know... Yeah. Feeling what's there. Oh, yeah! yeah. just, like, I don't know, that kind of helps sometimes with my dysphoria, because I'm, like, I don't know, I get to touch a lot of penises, and I'm, like, this is interesting, like... I don't like who you are, but, like... Yeah, like, but I'm interested in your penis. What's going on down here? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I, I feel that way, too. Like, I have an interest in genitals, generally. Like, I love looking at all genitals... Mm-hmm. And and I love, like, penises, you know, like, and I'm like, okay, well, I got to, like, grope your dick and, like, see what's going on. And sometimes I'm like, wow, it's, like, a very nice penis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other times I'm like, w- I'm like, where is it? <laughs> the micro penises The micro penises. They're a whole thing. Or when their stomachs cover their, like, because if it's, they're yeah. sitting in the chair. Mm-hmm. It's what do like, you all do whenever you, there's, like, the armchair and then <laughs> they have, like, a large stomach and there's no lap? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I put my leg between their legs. Like, oh. I scissor them, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, scissor them because I'm, like, I'm not going to be able to get to your dick because there's too much belly in the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, that's just how I do it, yeah. and um, it works out. I just don't know what they're, like, wanting because it's not like they move their stomachs either. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like they just don't have the, the realization that they can move their stomachs. Um, <laughs> you know, if I was, like, wanting something on my genitals and there was something in the way, I think I would notice it straight away. I would be like, oh, shit, it's my stomach. But I sometimes just their stomachs are really heavy. Like, they're, they're like, you know, fully protruding hard bellies. Mm, yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's not, I feel like they kind of resign themselves to the fate. Um, so it's a really interesting yeah. thing to do is go to a club where lap dances are the thing and you don't have... You don't have a lap for a dance. <laughs> oh, my God. It's okay. really difficult fitting on some men sometimes. It is. Yeah. Like, well, bodies are complicated. And, like, my body fitting, mm-hmm. like, a puzzle piece with another guy's body is just, like, it's complicated and it doesn't always work out. Right. Even with, like, really small men sometimes, I'm like, oh I feel like I'm God. crushing you. Yeah, <laughs> same. And it's like, I'm really tiny, but there are guys that I'm like, I, I feel like I'm sitting on the chair, but your body is, like, <laughs> slightly there. <laughs> And it's like I can't even, like, properly sit on the lap because my legs won't, like, I don't have that full flexibility at that moment to both grind and sit. Anyway, it's, it's complicated, these logistics. <laughs> yeah. So, last question. Do you have any tips for any guys who want to dance or non-binaries and yeah. folks? Yeah. Um, you know, know that dancing and sex work are hard. It's you know? so hard, you <laughs> so guys. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's, and there's it's so a misconception. many risks. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand quite what I was getting into, you mm-hmm. know? 
Um, but I'm so happy I did it. Yeah. You know, I don't have any regret about that. I'm yeah. so happy about that. Yeah. But yeah. just know that there are there's a learning there's curve. so much to think about, and yeah. there, it does change how you live and how you think about work and how you think about money and, and how you body. think about it consent. Changes things that you don't expect. Absolutely, yeah. how you think about your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you think of men? What you think of sexuality in general? What you think of performance and sexuality? Mm-hmm. Like that line. Like a lot of people have trouble being like, okay, well, I I perform sexuality at work but then I go home and my partner doesn't want me to perform like I'm at work but there's there's can be something like you know freeing about performing sexuality that you feel sexual at the end mm-hmm. so it's complicated anyway I okay, completely sorry. agree <laughs> Not yeah. continue please these are great tips right um, hot tips <laughs> And then also just know that there's, like, such a long history in queer history of queer people doing sex work. So, like, Mm -hmm. just based on, um, you know, the historical push out of queer and trans people, like, you know, to sex work because of, right, homophobia and transphobia. Homophobia, a lot of homelessness (laughs) and people, yeah exactly get kicked out of their homes and Especially for sex sex workers, right? Yeah. Um, And Stonewall, right, being led by trans women of color sex workers that provided housing for other sex workers you know that's such an important part of our history and then just like also definitely within lesbian history on just like butch and femme couples being able to you know be financially sustainable through sex work like that's another huge portion of um you know queer history that i think a lot of people erase it's it's huge yeah Um, i mean we're definitely gonna we're gonna tap into some um queer uh, historical hoes in the upcoming weeks so I'm very <laughs> excited about that it's honestly and also, like, just so like surprising to find out that there are other like queer and trans people at the club because like yeah. if you don't actually talk to anyone or know them mm-hmm. you just see like the this is femininity mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I'm just like oh there are others here <laughs> it's like really comforting but also like yeah. Where are yeah. you so I can talk to you? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. there's definitely... There's this other person at the club who's definitely... Uh, I'm pretty sure they're non-binary, and I can introduce you to them at some point. Um, they're they're really dope, and they are totally bald, too. Well, they have, they've been, like, shaving their head for years now, and they just put on a blonde wig and rock it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was just dancing in Seattle, which is where I was dancing this last year, um, I totally, like, saw somebody on Twitter that, like, was a dancer at my club. So basically, just, like, a few nights later, I was just like, hey, like, are you the X, Y, and Z, like, you know, from uh-huh. Twitter? And they were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we like quickly like changed our voices and we hushed about it and just yes. about being non-binary sex workers and then so you know ever since then we just would always like you know give each other a look we didn't become like close friends mm-hmm. but like you know yeah. at least like I know that you know that yeah. you know <laughs> you're not alone and it's a kinship There's exactly about it. Yeah. exactly and that would be the person that I would go to if I needed something yeah. you know yeah. something went down yeah sometimes really the strippers like you're like I don't know if I can trust you you know because yeah. there are and no, there's like a lot of pressure yeah. from some strippers to conform mm-hmm. and like they will shame you for certain things like for yeah. body hair, for cutting your hair, mm-hmm. for being too masculine in some way. Whatever. Right. I'm not trying to have, you know, straight strippers telling the clients that I'm gay yeah. or yeah, trans. Right? Like definitely not. People will out you just like because Absolutely. they're petty. Yeah. So I have to, I have to be very careful about Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> coming like out about who you know who I am. Yeah. Um, um um, so we're going to start an ad right now. So ad number one. For the secretary, with a picture of his trip to Maui three years ago, still on his desk. For the doctor, 
saving every dollar for the day she'll finally get to take that trip to Greece she's been planning for years. For the gate agent at the airport watching everyone take their trips around every day but who can't find a sitter for a Friday night out with their partner, it's time to drop everything and finally get away. We'll send a professional team of arson specialists to set your workplace on fire while we simultaneously coerce your boss into a very generous severance package. We'll hold him at gunpoint so you don't have to. Doesn't matter how much you were making. What matters is how much you'll be making after getting or after we take your boss's family hostage. We're extortyourboss.com, part of the Overthrow Capitalism Network. Next time you start daydreaming about Maui, click on over to our site and give us a call. That's extortyourboss.com and help us overthrow capitalism. Wow. <laughs> that one's wild. That was good. <laughs> I like snap for myself. <laughs> I'll snap. <laughs> uh, okay, your turn, Clova, if you can pull it up. God, my ads aren't. That's fine. <clears throat> They're yeah. always great. They're always great. I've never been disappointed. Gas stations never quite do it, do they? Fill me up, you say, and yet only your car is filled. Sometimes you just want to be filled up. That's where Fill Me Up Ministries comes in. The meaning of life is simple. Fill all voids, chasms, and holes. We have the fix for you. Come to one of our services, and indeed all areas of your life might be filled. We (laughs) abide by a no-questions-asked policy. You bring it, we fill it. And that includes you. (laughs) Slowly, we are opening churches across the nation to fill that certain void. But our churches so far have been empty. Fill us up, America, and soon you will never be empty again. Right now, we have 70 locations across the U.S., so join us in any one of them. Visit www.bofadeez.nuts to find a location for you. (laughs) That's Bofadee's Nuts. Dot com. Um, I think we have to continue on to the, the next episode. Okay, wait. wait. Oh, wait, sorry. All right, everybody, thank you so much Don't for tuning in to this episode of... 15 more minutes. Do we? Oh, you're right, we do. We got 15 more minutes. <laughs> Why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep doing this, you guys? <laughs> you got to get the times in your head. cut that. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so we have 15 more minutes, you guys. Listener question time. Listener <laughs> questions. <laughs> So I've gotten this question from a very concerned listener who asks, will sex workers ever unionize? Hmm. I think this is a very complicated question. Because that's a lot of different things. Because we have so many different sex workers across the country, and even if they legalize some kinds of sex work, they're not going to legalize all kinds of sex work, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Do they mean, like, a national, like, union? I think, okay, so I, like, maybe let's just limit it down to, like, strippers. Right, right. But like, you know, like the lusty lady did unionize like in the in the nineties or early two thousands. You seen the movie on the lusty lady? I haven't. Yeah, you gotta check it out. Shit. Um definitely well, recommend it. It's on my <laughs> list now, the lusty lady. Yeah, in San Francisco. Yeah. A I group of strippers 
um, yeah, unionized for like better, you know, hours and also about racism on, you know, um, against black women in the club on wow. scheduling. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely Were they just like day the shifting black women? Because that sounds like what they were doing. Wow. Yeah, basically. And then I think also saying that if um, a black woman wanted to shift her shift, she would have to find someone who looked like her. And there was only like, oh you know, two God. to three like, um, black women hired. That's but like, crazy. right, so which made white women so much easier to switch their shifts, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, oh. Because there was That's just crazy. such a predominance. That's so fucked. White dancers. I'm really yeah. glad that they unionized. I mean, that's like really, really ridiculous that was in san francisco mm-hmm. i mean it sounds like a san fran thing maybe but i think other clubs i mean i think there is momentum right now toward mm. unionizing and i think mm-hmm. the more people like us who are talking about sex work who are talking about unionizing the more we'll get the message out and i think a lot of people including myself would like to eventually own a strip club one day yeah <laughs> that works with my politics and things like that well not politics but just fucking is just a fair and kind place that doesn't trample on sex workers. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, we, we need more strip, stripper-owned strip clubs. Yes. That yeah. is definitely a goal of what yeah. uh, of what stripping yeah. and stripper politics should yeah. organize around. It should. I mean, see the means of production. Yeah. So I yeah. So to answer that question, at least for me, I'm like, yes, I totally support strippers demanding. Um, you know, better working conditions and, you know, against the criminalization of sex work. Um, but, you know, yeah, sometimes... I, mean, yeah. I think they're, <laughs> yeah. they're supposed to, they're like decriminalizing or something sex work in, in NYC right now. I think mm. that's on. Oh, the, decriminalizing sex work. I think so. In NYC, there's something like some talk about that going through the legislative system up yes. there. That's yeah, great. so I'm really interested to see how that pans out. I think some some sex workers are against it. I mean, there's always going to be some level of division. A lot mm-hmm. of people who like say that they quote unquote escaped sex work are very anti sex work and don't think that there's any means that it could be legal and healthy and fair. That it will always be like a source for traffickers to do this and that. But I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, in the strip club, I've I mean, I have seen a lot of, like, situations where there are, there's, like, pimping, but pimping has, like, a mixed kind of experience among people who are, like, who have pimps. Like, a lot of times it's their partners, intimate partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of times they're like, oh, I, I appreciate my pimp. <laughs> and pimps can offer mm-hmm. security and incentives for producing more and all of that. So it's it's a complicated situation. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But as far as will strippers unionize, it's really complicated because we have a lot of strippers who are immigrants who have irregular immigration statuses. True. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who are trying to be anonymous and don't yeah. want their paperwork out there. I think anonymity is like one of the big reasons that it's so complicated, yeah. like sex work mm-hmm. generally, yeah. unionizing. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like you'd have to really be out and being out is like a terrifying thing for probably most of us to like be out to everybody, like searchably out. Mm-hmm. If you're in a union, like would that union be searchable? Yeah. Like would they be able to find the names of the people in the union and could your customer stalk you and shit like that is another concern. Um... I mean, there's just, like, a lot of logistical questions about how that would materialize, but there have been so many stripper strikes across the country with changes in mm-hmm. the, way the, stripper strikes. Yeah, yeah. the way that strip clubs are run. I mean, there's also, like, been some, like, reports about, like, diminishing um, strip club profits across the country and clubs closing. I think it's, like, mm-hmm. a big change culturally because we're kind of, like... 
seeing this uh, the income inequality play True. out in the club. Mm-hmm. Like millennials are not making as much as boomers and whatnot. And what is it, Gen y, Gen Y? Yeah, yeah Gen, there's almost like Gen Z. Yeah. Yeah, there's almost like a looming sort of element within um, strippers that it's mm. like it used to be better. Yes, and it sort of yeah. looms over the club mm. on just like, you know, remember five, ten years ago, um, you know, older strippers would often say to me on just like, it used to be way better. Like, you and know. Yeah, and it's hard for me to. <sighs> it's hard to separate those things, you know. Yeah, and I don't know, like, because I mean, of course I wasn't there and I don't right. feel like I'm making bad money. Like, I feel like I make a very consistently high amount of money. So I don't, I don't know. I'm really curious about like those pastimes. If it's like really just, mm-hmm. you know, dancers saying that it was like that, and the experience mm-hmm. being more mixed, you know, the kind of rosy rem- memory. But it's also like so many older strippers are saying it was better. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like maybe it was better by a lot. I wonder if there are any like documents as much like kind of like your Instagram money tracking. Oh yeah. Oh, like documents of, of the progress of things and... Or just, like, of people's experiences where they're as, like, thorough and honest as you are mm. from, like, then. There are definitely yeah. a lot of older strippers who have written stuff. I mean, um, Sita Kalen is, like, one of the best, and she's written her book, and I would definitely recommend you checking her out, following oh, her on Instagram. Oh, she's on Insta? She's on Instagram. Is she still doing it out there? She is um, both a stripper and a full-service sex worker, and she's um, in her, like, 40s, and she's fucking killing the game. That's awesome. (laughs) She's really, like, one of my role models. Love her so much. Yeah, older strippers really be holding it down. They really are. It's just, like, this wisdom and confidence and just, yeah. Yeah. And they really do keep people coming for for years and years. It is these, like, demi-relationships that you maintain. Is this music coming from inside of here? It's not coming from out there. I don't know where it's coming from. I just hear, like, Mexican music playing. But it's, like, it's silent when I take off my headphones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so Maybe bizarre. it's just, like, picking it up from outside or something. I don't know. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you guys can hear this Mexican music playing in the background, it's, but yeah. it's, um... We occasionally That's hear it, cool. and I hear, like, uh... I guess... What is this? A, not accordion. It's like keyboard, I guess. Keycordian. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, can I tell you about... Oh, wait. No, are we... Well, gonna th- oh, I had a, a dream um, where I was at the club, and then, like, me and, like, three girls went to do an out call with this guy, mm-hmm. and, like, I didn't recognize him, um, but eventually I found out it was Wiz Khalifa, <laughs> when he was, like, 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, um, one of the girls, like, finished dancing on him, and it was just me and the other girl. I was, like, um, I was, like, kissing his feet for whatever reason, and she she was just, like, licking his ears. And um, then, like, the third girl just, like, went away, and then, like, the, um, the girl that was licking his ears went into the bathroom and just was getting ready for a long time. And so me and Wiz Khalifa had a long time to talk, and I was just kind of, like, dancing on him, and I was like, I'm so exhausted, but let's keep this conversation going. And we got on a lot of really existential topics together. 
Um, (laughs) And eventually the girl came back out and she was like completely bedazzled, just covered in jewels. And she was like, the other girl had to leave. So we have to make it worth the 20,000 that we're earning right now. And I was like, oh, okay." She was like, go get ready. I've left jewels in there. (laughs) Um, Just so that you can scrape gems into his body. (laughs) This rocks. Oh, true, true. Yeah. I mean, Um, it's sexy and beautiful, but it's like She looked gorgeous. I was like, I can't believe I dreamt this girl up because she was just like, just dripping in jewels in a really cool (laughs) way. But yeah, we got into it. You did. Nice. (laughs) So. I like this. this, uh, Do you all have any alcohol dreams ever? Or like. Yeah, (laughs) that's something you never think about when you start. That you're gonna start dreaming of strip clubs and random (laughs) things. I have like a strict a strip club like alternate reality dream that I always go back to. It's like the same club. Yeah, yeah. It's like this. Okay, so my dream strip club, like literal, literal in my dreams, (laughs) not not ideal, uh, is like this kind of like hole-in-the-wall type. Um, It's like, it has a similar structure to the Ritz, so it's like a two-story building, like brick building that's kind of like long. Um, And, uh, but it looks kind of like like an old punk club on the outside. And then you get in and it's also kind of ratty on the inside, like in the entryway. And then you can like either walk straight forward to like this kind of like um, theater style setting that has like a stage like like a theater stage at the front and there's like a two-story pole and then but if you're a dancer you can go up the stairs on the side and you can like go to like the dressing room and it's like this shitty dressing room with like drop down tiles on the ceiling <laughs> and like fluorescent lights and uh, shitty like uh, dressers that don't work very well. I like that that. your dream has like (laughs) shitty dressers. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so like, yeah, so you can like go walk from the from the upstairs dressing room to the pole and like slide down the pole onto the stage. Um, I like and, that. Yeah, there's like a red curtain that you have to like go through and stuff. And, yeah. Oh, my like Dream World Strip Club also has like the feature where you slide down from the dressing room on the pole. But yeah. what were you going to say? What's yours? Oh, I don't. I don't have any alternate dream that I remember consistently <laughs> that I go back to. <laughs> Just really that I have weird dreams that are definitely influenced by my memories yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty bad at remembering my mem- my dreams no, in the first it's, place it's cool. <laughs> sometimes yeah. they just punch you in the face though and yeah. it's like I can't yeah there's some dreams that I just like have multiple times like there's a few like states of and I feel like there are places that I felt stress in and they just kind of become this dream reality that I don't mind as much in my dream it's not a stressful place but IRL <laughs> very stressful <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> do you have anything to rant about? I, like, we're going to skip, like, this last question because we only got a couple minutes left. But do do any do either of you have anything to rant about? Um, yeah. I can talk about how lately I haven't been going to the club. And okay. it's been stressing me out, like, a lot. Mm. But it's been stressing me out even more to, like, think about going back. Yeah. I just don't know what to do. I've just been at this sort of, like, impasse where I'm like, I can't, I can't, but I need to, but I can't. Mm. Um, and so I've been applying to, like, a lot of um, barista jobs, and I have, like, a few interviews this week. 
um, just so that I can hold down the floor while I figure myself out. I feel like it's just terrifying yeah. to have like just one source of income mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so really. like, and it be like this sort of um, job. It's like high stress and there's no guarantee of you getting a wage. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I feel as though if I'll have, if I have something else, then I'm going to be able to perform a lot better because I'll be like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, even if I get fired tonight or like mm-hmm. make no money, I have this other thing. It's really hard to um, to separate that and like your successes and failures from day to day, like from your worth and not be stressed. Yeah. It is stressful too, like performing all of this, performing femininity. Mm-hmm. And also like when you spend a few days from away from the club, sometimes now the, the anxiety just grows. You're like, yeah. oh, now it's been a week or like yeah. it's been 10 days. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I, like, yeah. took a break kind of this week uh, just to do some out calls with my, like, kind of... Sh- I don't know if he's a sugar daddy. I kind of just, like, escort with him. <laughs> um, and it was, it was like, so nice. We had, like, an amazing time just, like, chilling and, like, being friends and being weird together. Um, and then I, like, got back to the club. And I was, like, on my way, I was so nervous. I was, like... <laughs> I like what am I gonna do? That's like, so crazy. A bad that, night? Like even veterans, y'all like have these moments. I just sometimes I just get stressed about the unknown, and I'm like, I haven't seen anybody in a while. Like, what if they like think something about me? Like, what if what's going on? I'm trying my hair in a new way. Like, what if it doesn't work out for me? What if people aren't feeling it? <laughs> just all of the the baggage. But I was really lucky, and I had a great night, and um, my customers really came through. Wow, um, sounds I, like you've had like a. A stacked week. That's pretty good. I have good. had a stacked week. Hell yeah. I've made s- several racks. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. As we, as we quantify in this world. <laughs> she hath made three racks. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's definitely scary going back and just like getting back into it. And you really never know how your night will be it could be terrible and like for a lot of people last night was terrible and like there's been so many nights where I've been like in the other camp where it's like fuck this is like trying to swim through pudding Mm. (laughs) yeah or someone else would say wading through mud but (laughs) it's just heartening to have those terrible nights because it just makes you feel like well I feel like especially when you're new and Mm -hmm. you're not used to having terrible nights it's like is this just my norm? Have I been lucky every other time? And this is just, like, what it is for me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's, it's complicated. And those are the nights that you're, like, sitting there alone, and then you just, like, have to think about it. Yeah. Th- yeah. You have to think about that the fact that you're not making yes. any money. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really, you're just like, fuck, I've been here for three hours. I've made $25. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, whenever you start breaking it down that way it's easy to just kind of like lose that momentum but it's like you just gotta know. keep going you, you gotta just keep gotta going <laughs> so okay we should plug socials okay let's plug socials so i am selena the stripper you can follow me on instagram at pretty boy girl you can donate to patreon please donate to patreon please you guys it is at the real pretty boy girl donate five dollars and keep us running keep money in my pocket so i can afford to do this because it costs a lot of money um, you can go. <laughs> oh, where can we find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at, at Butch Fluff. Hell yeah. yeah Butch Fluff. B-U-T-C-H-F-L-U-F-F. We will That's include it. this. Uh, we'll include um, their info in the description for this episode. Clover, you want to plug anything? 
Um, I just started an Instagram, but I didn't post anything yet. That's you chill. You can f- follow me at little underscore four leaf, and the four is the number, and everything else is just spelled out. And it'll say Clover. And it'll have a picture of Clover from uh, Totally Totally Spies. Spies. All right, you guys. So this has been an episode of Ho in the Know. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. More money. I want your money. I want more money. 